What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Kay, and on the other side is one of my best friends in the world, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? It is going, John. How's it going with you? Well, the Braves are two at one of the, the last series. They beat the Rockies, and now they've got a, a fish coming into town. Uh, things are going good. Yeah, it is good. You know, uh, it, it was a good um, two out of three. Uh, you know, you, you had hoped that uh, with the Mets playing the Dodgers, that the uh, Dodgers um, would not forget how to win, uh, and they they did somehow and lost two out of three. So, you know, it's this time of the year, John, that, that you don't want to give momentum to a team potentially that you're going to play. Um, and I and I think that is something to to be looked at. And you know, the Dodgers have been so hot. The Dodgers have been so hot, hot, hot uh, that you know, 45 and 10, I think, in one stretch, and then. You go into a potential playoff team that you will see what would be the National League Championship Series if they got there, uh, and and you give them that momentum, and it's just, um, it, yeah, you don't want to do that. So, uh, you know, he's hoping to have a little help, but two out of three is good. And you know, Spencer Strider last night, uh, fantastic matchup yeah. Thursday night. I mean, he was just outstanding, and lo and behold, now you 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 do get the Marlins coming in, but you're going to see Alcantara. You know, on Friday night, and uh, but uh, you know, it's it's time to put up or shut up. But yeah, good two out of three for the uh, for the Braves. Um, I, I I'm excited to talk about this because Strider, but we gotta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's do a little update on the standings right now. The Mets are up by three, and the Phillies are what eight nine back. Yeah, they're like nine nine back. Um. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's nobody after that pretty much. <laughs> what about, so, the, what about the central? Who's the Cardinals are six cup? Six uh, yeah. Cardinals, Cardinals are still up in the central, which is, you know, kind of a remarkable comeback for them, uh, considering, uh, that where they were, Phillies are 10 and a half back by the way. Um, so, you know, the Cardinals are six and a half up on the Brewers. Uh, you know, nobody else really any close. The Dodgers are 18 games up on the Padres. Nobody even really close there as well. So it's really a one-two, uh, uh, you know, a, a one-two race. Uh, you know, the it appears like the wild card, two of the wild card teams are going to come out of the uh, Eastern Division, and then your last wild card team is going to come out uh, of the the West with the Padres. Now, in regards to that, um, you know, the Brewers aren't technically that far behind but right now the Brewers aren't playing their best baseball five and five in their last 10 games where the Padres are seven and three so right. you know there's starting to be a little bit of separation there uh in the standings you know and, and even the uh, Phillies are seven and three in their last 10 as well so um you know you're starting to see you know the Phillies are 73 and 58 um the Padres are 73 and 59 so they're right there for that third spot second and third spot and, and what that means is you know, who's going to end up playing the Cardinals? Uh, because the top two teams are going to come out uh, right now, as far as record-wise go, going to come out of that um, uh, of that Western division and that Eastern division. Because uh, even if the Braves, even if the Mets, the Braves, whatever, whoever finishes second, they've got the best record, the second-best record by far. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, the Dodgers are 90 games and the Braves are at 81 and the and the Mets are at 84, so you know they're going to be that second team. So that second, that 
um, first team in the wild card plays the second team in the wild card. So that's either going to be the Phillies or the Padres. Uh, and then that whoever's left is going to play the Cardinals. Uh, so I'm not sure, you know, who – I don't really know who I want to play, to be quite honest with you. You know, there's a, there's a rule of thought in this. You know, the, the top two teams are going to have a break, you know, so they can really set up their pitching staff. Right. Uh, whereas, whereas if you're the wild card team, you know, you, everybody's got a pitch. It, you know, but then again, you know how momentum works, John. And you get a team that's on a roll, and you get a team that's won three games in a row, and all of a sudden they're hitting lights out. I, it doesn't matter if you played or not. Right. Uh, you know, that, that, I think that's how the Nationals were uh, in, what, 19. Uh, they just yeah. they got on a roll, and they just kept going and going and going until and nobody stopped them. And you've seen teams like that. The Braves have even been on that back in the, you know, mid-'90s. Uh, you know, they'd get on a roll. You know, San Francisco and L.A. were the teams that they were having to beat. And, and they, you know, the second half of the year, they just couldn't stop them. Uh, they just they would just pound on them and beat them and beat them and just frustrate them. So momentum's a huge thing, and that's something if you're playing, that's great. But but I do think there is some some credence to, to not playing to be able to set up that pitching staff. Well, look what happened last year. The Braves got – I mean, yeah, I mean – you look at you look at where they went. You look at how they how it happened, and and um, you know. And again, when you look at those wild card teams, John, there have been World Series champions coming out of the wild card. The Marlins, have, what the Marlins have done it a couple of times, the Nationals have done it. So, I mean, there have been teams coming out of that wild card. So, but this is a different scenario because you're not in a one game playoff for a wild card, and then you get you know a a, a team. You go into now you're in a three game set, you know, knowing that the top two teams get, uh, you know, get the uh, three game set off, you know, get the off days. But uh, again, uh, momentum is going to play a huge part in this, to, uh, as far as how far teams go. Right. Um, let's look at the American League. I know the Yankees are winning the East. Uh, not sure about the West, uh, Central, and then I, I think Houston's winning the West. Yeah, the Yankees are up six games on the Rays, eight games on the Blue Jays. That's important because, you know, that's a wild card race there too as well. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, the Orioles are right there too. I mean, the Orioles are at 69 and 61. Blue Jays are at 70 and 59. Uh, so uh, I'm looking, I'm scaling down here. Uh, to be honest with you, it is a – here's the way it is. The, the uh, Guardians – are now at top of the central. They have overtaken the Twins, um, and and that's a close race. The White Sox are still in it there, four games out, but they're three and seven in their last game. Nobody in the central. Look at the if either the Guardians or the Twins had gotten on a roll and had gone seven and three in their last ten games, they would be one of those teams would be at the top, and they would have a lot of separation. But the Guardians are four and six in their last ten games, and the Twins are five and five, and the White Sox are three and seven. So, you know, nobody has done anything. Uh, you know, even the Yankees are 6-4 and four in their last 10, but the Rays are 8-2. Uh, so, pretty good stuff. And the Orioles are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. So, they are inching closer to a potential wild card spot. Um, but then you've got in the West, you've got the Astros who are 11 up on the Mariners. But the Mariners are securing uh, what appears to be the top spot in the wild card right now, followed by the Rays, then the Blue Jays. Uh, I'm trying to look down here. Yeah, the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Orioles are right there, John. I mean, they are 
you would I guess you would classify them as a game out mm -hmm. of that wild that second that third wild card spot taking over the Blue Jays. Uh, so it looks like the East in the American League is going to have two teams come out of it, and then that West is going to have the other team. Central, you're going to have to win the division to get in because the records aren't that great. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great race in the wild card for the American League, but your hat's off to the Orioles, who, you know, they're nine and a half games out of first place, but they're just about a half a, a game to a game out, I think, of the, that wild card spot, maybe a game and a half. They're 69 and 61, and the Blue Jays are 70 and 59. So I think you would classify that as a game and a half. So, um, so you know, tough – uh, seven and three in their last ten. If they keep going and the Blue Jays keep, you know, kind of faltering, they could overtake them for that third wild card spot. And who would have thought they were kind of sellers? Uh, you know, they got rid of Trey Mancini. Uh, you know, they were thinking of getting rid of more, and all of a sudden they turned it around and had a hot second half of the year. Man, I, the Orioles. I'm pulling hard for the Orioles. Okay. I would too. I, you know, that's that's a team you, you know, if you want to talk about momentum. Um, that's a team that has had a lot of momentum. I mean, they've won, uh, you know, they, at one stretch, they won, t what, 10 games in a row, I think. Right. Uh, they had a, a great winning streak, uh, got back over 500, and now all of a sudden they're, you know, eight games over 500. Uh, when's the last time they've been eight games over 500? Uh, it's been <laughs> probably years since they've been that way. So, um, and they're starting to look like the Braves. Uh, getting back to the Braves, they're starting to look like it because they're bringing so many young guys up and they're performing really well. Yeah, they are. Um, and and it's you know it's again it's one of those where you know hit or miss uh, as far as what it's been in the last few years. And they certainly have been sellers uh, these last few years of uh, uh, you know getting rid of folks. So they should have a lot of talent in that farm system if they played their cards right. Uh, but you know, it's it, it's just funny to to see the Orioles. Uh, you know, Camden Yards is a great place to play. They're thirty seven and twenty four at home. Uh, you know, they're thirty two and thirty seven on the road, which is not too bad. Uh, you know, even the, the the you know the Yankees are only two games over on the road. They're thirty four and thirty two uh, away. So, you know, the Orioles get on a roll and stay at that seven and three clip, and you know, even even get better, they could potentially uh, even move past the Rays. The Rays are only three games up on them. Yeah. Um, there are four games up on them in the loss column. There are three games up in in the win column. So that'd be three and a half. Uh, so you know, not a bad uh, position. But the Rays are eight and two in their last ten. Right. You know? So so anybody in that amongst that mix, uh, the Blue Jays or the Rays falters. You know, the Orioles if they keep winning could really really take it could take it over. Um, like I said, the Mariners are 73 and 58, so they're right now at the top. But all those teams are right there so close uh, to, to having a chance. You know, it, it's not really that way in the wild card in the National League because the Brewers are a little bit further out than everybody else. Right. You know, at four spot. But it's a battle for second and third place. But, but still, it's, you know, it's still a great battle that's going to end up going down the stretch. And even that Eastern division with the Mets, uh, Braves and the Phillies. If you know, if the Mets, if if one of the teams falters, you know, at least the Braves have a little bit of a cushion there in the wild card. But if the Mets falter and fall out, uh, you know, it, it it could be could spell trouble because you know the Braves could catch them the way they're playing. Definitely. Uh, speaking of how the Braves are playing, oh, 
our old friend is back. Yeah, I saw that. Um, weren't we just talking about that? Yeah, we so, were. Yeah, and, and it happened that day, I think. They they ended up re-signing Jesse Chavez, who, who uh, you know, they got rid of. This is the second time uh, yeah. that they've gotten rid of him. And so, it's the second time they've got him back. So, so that's great. He goes to the Cubs, and he's got an 11 ERA, right? So yes. Comes back to the Braves, and he got he's got a two. He ends up pitching a two ERA. Yeah. Goes to, gets traded to the Angels, and he has a six ERA out there. Yeah. Yes. And he comes back. Yeah. He's he's Go back. Trade this guy. He only pitches well in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, I mean that's true. Uh, I, I always thought you know he was the guy that you brought in and could go two innings. You know he was kind of a a uh, Colin McHugh. You know, uh-huh. when he was on, he could go out there and throw nine pitches and be done. Right. Um, you know, and when he was not, he might go out there and throw 35. I mean, it's it just, a, you know, McHugh's the same way. But, boy, when he was on, he was fast and he was deadly. And, you know, your infielders and your outfielders, those guys on defense really like that, especially okay. when you're on a roll and you need to get back in there and bat. You know, your bats are hot. Guys like that, they go out and just throw nine pitches and get three outs. You know, all of a sudden you're like, all right, let's go, you know. And- also, he can eat innings, too. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, that was the thing that he could – you know, they used him last year in some of those uh, bullpen games. Yep. You know, he was the guy that could go three innings. Um, you know, so I, I, I didn't understand why he was uh, he was the guy. But, but it looks like we're going to – hopefully we're going to come out on the better end of this deal because, you know, we do get Chavez back and, and we still get Iglesias, who, right. who uh, they got from the Angels. Um, you know, so hopefully it'll work out. I, I don't know, but, I, I, you know, he did pitch well when he was with uh, Atlanta. And maybe it because he's pitching um, in a divisional race. Uh, you know, some guys handle things differently. Some guys go into, let's say, a team like the Cubs or, or the Angels, and they're not in the division. You just don't have anything to play for. Right. Uh, I mean, what do you you're playing for the fans? I get that, but you're not playing for a, you know a divisional title or a World Series. And some guys just don't like that. Some guys would rather be pressured, really enjoy the pressure, and really do well under pressure. And that seems to be what Jesse Chavez has done over the last couple of years uh, for the Braves. He's only 45, I think, years old. No, I'm kidding. He's in his late 30s. Um, but but he's you know he's gotten better with age. John and and um, you know I'm I'm not better with age let's just say but but he is and he's pitched really well uh, and I'm glad he's back. Well, your wife says you're better looking with age. Well, I don't I I would I, I beg to differ probably on whether she said that or not because she's said a few other things but oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. But I think I think you you mentioned that but another point is I think it has to do with the culture of Atlanta you know. Yeah, the, that's the other thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. The Braves have just got good guys, good guys. Right, to right, and and that's what Alex and look, wants to bring in here is the good. Yeah, he wants to bring in talent, but he also wants to bring in good quality people. Right, right, and and sometimes you know uh, that's that is that's a good point. That that is the biggest one of the biggest things. Uh, it's the people that you're around. Um, you know, it, it appears like everybody likes each other. It, you know, there's no infighting there's no there's no nothing everybody's you know everybody's uh doing the the sword thing whenever they get on base i mean everybody <laughs> and 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 if they don't do it when they get on base everybody's up on the step 
reminding them, what are you doing, you know? And, and you know, if you don't if you don't point out to the bullpen, you know, like when you hit a home run, all the bullpen guys are out there standing up going, hey, you know, so, you know, that's that that's the team is what yeah. that is. And, and everybody plays as a team. And, and regardless of what we do this year, you know, we, we got some good guys, you know, we got a mix of veterans. We got a mix of young guys. Um, and I, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. And, and, and even when Freddie Freeman was there, it was the same way, regardless of what you think, uh, you know, with, with what happened with Freddie and, and Acuna, um, you know, that's just a philosophy type deal. You know, right. It's not like they didn't like each other. I mean, they still did like each other, but that's just a, a philosophy and a mix between a veteran and a young guy. And right. I think when Acuna gets some age on him, he's going to see some of that with what a veteran like Freddie Freeman, you know, you know, was doing. Um, you know, if you ask any any football coach, you know, any NFL football coach, the rookie, the young guys usually have to do things that they, you know, wouldn't do as they become veterans. They, you know, they're carrying the water for the coach. You know, they're, they're doing this or they're doing that. They're picking up that, you know, some of the stories I've heard as far as NFL players go, you know, and rookies making them pick up the tab for meals and things like that, you know, yeah. and they just do it and they do it, you know, cause you know, eventually they're going to roll around and be able to do the same thing to a rookie, you know, next year or the year after. So, um, but, but it's a good mix of guys and, uh, you know, like I said, everybody likes each other, and and you know, if somebody's hurt, they're really they're really feeling the pain too. Uh, but they also want to win, you know, when they get back, so that you know they can we can they can be in the same place uh, when they get back. So I mean, it's just a it, it is it's a really good good mix, and uh, you, you get in the wrong mix, and and all of a sudden you don't play well, and and you know things happen where you get released and come back to the team that you were on. Right. Um, so let's get into it. Um, Tuesday night, three, two loss, Max Freed pitched really good. Uh, just offense wasn't there. No, the offense was not there. I, what did I, did, did, have we talked about this? I believe we did. I texted you, I think, uh, at one point. So we were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. Okay. Mm-hmm. In a nine inning game, we were 0 for 8. So that means we had eight runners in scoring position. Right now, that is a recipe for disaster, right there. Yep. Yep. Uh, you could just you could just feel it that it was going to be uh, the case. You know, like like Thursday night we had Thursday night football is the weirdest thing I've ever been to uh, because I'm used to playing on Friday night. So you get out of your routine and you get out of your rhythm, and and uh, you know we ended up losing the game. Uh, you know, by yeah. one point we went for a two point oh. conversion, but but you could kind of see uh, how the game was going. You could see how the game was developing. To the point, and I, and I started to say this, you know, we were even talking about it in the third quarter where I said, you know, it was going to be who had the ball last. And I said, you know, unfortunately, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball down the field. We're going to take a majority of the time off the clock, and they're going to have it last. And they're going to run down and be the last team to score. Well, that circumstance is exactly what happened. And that's the same thing with this game on Tuesday night. You know, you don't get one in. Okay, you're okay with that. But then it becomes two, then three, then four, then five, then six. And it's like, oh, no, you know, we're going to lose this game. And we end up losing the game by one run. And, and that was huge, um, you know, because that's the only game the Dodgers won in that series. Uh, you know, so you didn't get to gain anything for that. But, right. uh, you know, you, you live and learn. And, uh, you know, Max did pitch a good game, you know, five innings. Uh, is all he went, which broke a string of, of uh, several consecutive games where he went six-plus innings. Um, but five innings, 
seven hits, two run, two earned runs, a base on ball, and three strikeouts. May not have been your typical Max Freed game, no, uh, no. but you'd rather have it now than anything else. Right. Uh, so, and he, you know, he got in that situation where, again, um, it seems like everybody's gone through that this year. You know, you, you, you throw nine pitches in the first inning, you throw 12 pitches in the second inning, and then you throw 25 in the third. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think his was the fourth, uh, where he threw like 25 um, pitches. So it, it, it's a struggle, and and I get it. But um, you know, we gotta, you know, you you move on, and and the Rockies who had really only put up a one game fight with the Mets, and they won one to nothing against the Mets on that Sunday. They came in, and, and you know, they were fighting, and they've got some good players. And you know, we mentioned about Charlie Blackman. You know, that's a guy who I'm surprised has stayed out in Colorado because I think that's a good veteran player that you yeah. can get that can still hit the ball and can still play in the outfield. I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm a fan of his just because he's, he's got connections to Georgia. But yeah. I've always liked him. Uh, he's, yeah, well, he's a, he appears to be that hard-nosed type player. You know, he's got that big beard, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and he appears to be very pesky. You know, a guy that you just have a hard time keeping off base. Chase <laughs> type of guy. Yeah, Chase Utley type of guy, yeah. He's a guy you'd want to fight, you know. When you saw him coming, you're like, oh, no, we're in trouble, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit. I'll forfeit. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I'm done. I'm leaving. Uh, that's the thing. So, there was a play the other night where it was the first baseman, the pitcher, I think the umpire, and then uh, a, one of the – I think it was – Olsen or Riley was running down the third base line, first base line. All four big men there. And I was like, I am n- glad I'm not standing on that base. <laughs> it was yeah. like four massive men. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get you know, get out of the way, but yet, uh, oh, I got to get the out too. I've got to make this <laughs> tag, but I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be here. That's right. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's the struggle with being a first baseman. You get those, you know, it'd be like Vogelbach. You know, running yeah. down the line at you too. You know, he, he looks like he would be a uh, a good defensive lineman. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, who st- who stood out to you in this game? Uh, well, I'm going to go Austin Riley. For me, at least, it is because he's finally you know back to you know hitting the ball hard again. Uh, and then you're going to look at the next two games where he's got, I believe. Uh, back to back to back games of home runs. So uh, you know we had struggled a little bit with the home run ball, but that's my pick. I'll go with that with you. Um, I was interviewing coaches that night, so I didn't really get to watch this game. Well, that was um, yeah, you know that was my wife's birthday, so oh, yeah. uh, we I I was a little busy as well, John. <laughs> so I get it. Please tell me you took her out to dinner or something. Cooked the dinner. Uh, yeah, we did. We actually all all went out to dinner uh, Tuesday night. So um, went to a, a local establishment here, and and uh, so yeah, we 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 did. Came home and had a little cake. You know, um, you know, both of my kids are out of the house. Well, one of them's in the dorms at Murray State. The other one's got her own apartment. So they both came over, and and uh, we went out to eat, and and um, you know, they then came back here, stayed for just a little bit, and. And um, then went on their merry way. So yeah, we 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 did a we did a little bit. You know, birthdays when you get older are a little different. So <laughs> let me guess, sirloin stockade. No, actually, we went to a Mex. He really likes Mexicans, so we went to a local mm-hmm. place called Los Portales. That was a choice. Uh, mm-hmm. It was that or or uh, Los Portales. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of Mexican places here. We Sundays is La Casina, so 
uh, we end up going to Los Fatales, but uh, which is on the other side of town, which I, I joke because I say the other side of town, it seems like such a long way away. It's probably a mile, a little over a mile, but it takes <laughs> you 10 minutes to get across town, you know, because you have to go through all the lights. So anyway, uh, Sterling Stockade is like 10 seconds from my house, you know, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, no, we we did we we got we went out. I did watch the last half of this game, so um, you know, you know, disappointed. Obviously, they lost, but you know, picked up the win though on Wednesday night. Yes, we did. Uh, the Braves did pick up the win behind Kyle Wright. Uh, another three to two game, but this time the Braves were on the winning side of that. Now, yes, I I I had to go interview another coach. Uh, and you know both these coaches. Um, yes. Uh, interviewed. Uh, I turned it off at the bottom of the, or the top of the eighth. It was three nothing. I was like, all right, nothing's gonna happen. I turned it. Yep. I looked at the stats and it was three to two. I was like, ugh, what happened? Yeah. It, hey, it was a beautiful game by Kyle Wright, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, Austin Riley with a homer. He had a couple of RBIs. Uh, Acuna back playing, which was good. And and you know he's got. Uh, knee soreness, which I I understand him having knee soreness. You know, you you wouldn't expect when he comes back from a of a, a, an ACL injury like he did that he's going to go the whole year without any type of soreness or anything like that. You know, right. you wish that this was something that happened in the middle of the year so you could give him a little time off. Uh, you know, you saw Snit uh, sit him out. You know the the Saturday Sunday game because they were going to get Monday off. You know, fortunately, John, they've got some days off coming up. Right. Uh, so, you know, you may not see him play uh, Sunday's game maybe against the Marlins. It's all going to depend because they're going to get Monday off. And maybe even not play Saturday because you're going to get Monday off. So, and who knows? Thursday off, I believe. Yeah, they're going to get Thursday off too. So, you know, we may be getting those days off at the right time. But um, a beautiful game by Kyle Wright. And it was Kenley Jensen who came in at the end of the game and, you know, what appeared to be rolling right along, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, he walks a guy, gives up a home run, and then, uh, you know, finally gets out of trouble. But, but you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Jansen. Um, I, I, I'm okay with – you know, I was okay with the signing. Um, I guess I didn't understand the whole quirks that he has, and he does have some quirks, and that has helped him out a lot. But the problem is, in a pennant race, when you're trying to win and you're up by, by one run and you walk a guy and he's still second and all of a sudden you put the tying run at second and all it takes is a hit, right. you know, I, I got problems and that seems to be happening quite a bit here lately um, with him maybe getting the first two outs. And then all of a sudden you turn around and he walks a guy and he gives up a home run. So, and all of a sudden they're back in it, you know, and that's what it was, you know, he, he, he he let the the um, shutout go and and gave up the two runs. You know, Wright pitched five. You know, pitched seven innings, gave up five hits, two walks, six strikeouts. It was a great game. Um, and then Mentor Mentor uh, came in an inning and got two strikeouts. But but Jansen, you know, if it's me, this is just me, okay. Um, so if it's me, my I would rotate the the um, the the save guy. I would have to think Iglesias would have to be in the mix, Jansen, and and if Kirby Yates start pitching better, I would I would rotate those three guys at the top, right. uh, because you know, you know Jansen pitches better 
if he's got a couple of days off. And, and Dylan Lee's the same way, although Dylan has pitched a whole lot more uh, this year than he ever has. And I think right. his, his stamina is going to be better next year. But you see down the stretch, he's better with two days off than he is with, you know, pitching back-to-back days. So I, I, I would have to rotate at the top to save guy. And, you know, as a, as a ball, as a infielder, you know, and I was kind of in and out. I was trying to finish up some of my football stuff because I really pushed it this last week, uh, finishing up my stuff and didn't finish it up really until uh, yesterday afternoon. And we had to leave to go to the game. And so I was trying to finish that up. I had my own interviews that I'd done and I was trying to put them together. So I knew Jansen pitched and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go work on that. And, and so I knew it probably take him a long time to get out of the inning. And then he gives up the home run. So, but I, I think I'd just rotate those guys at the top and, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm concerned with that closer role. Uh, you know, last year, Will Smith was so good in that role and you had the setup guys of Mentor and Matzik and, and others uh, that were there. So, uh, you know, we just, you know, maybe we've overused the bullpen. This is where I think if you're the, you're the starting pitchers as we've gone down the stretch, getting that six, seven innings, has has really got to help the bullpen. How much do you think the bullpen is feeling the loss of Luke Jackson right now? Um, I would say they're probably feeling it a lot. Uh, I, I'm not a huge Luke Jackson fan, but um, what Luke Jackson said in 2021 um, that he really hated 2020 and he did not pitch very well at all because no crowd was in there. So he didn't, he didn't get the vibe of uh, pitching under pressure, and he really enjoyed pitching under pressure. He really enjoyed it when the crowd was yelling, booing or yelling at him or whatever. He really thrived on that. And he came back in 2021 and had a fantastic year, um, pitched really well. I, I think that, you know, that arm of Luke Jackson, you know, being, uh, you know, he has a lot of innings on his arm, that was, that was help because it didn't look like he bought, it bothered him pitching a couple of days in a row. No. Uh, and, and so I think that's where you miss him down the stretch because he did get stronger and stronger. And, and, you know, it didn't bother him going two innings or going an inning or whatever. And I think he did thrive. I, I think he's probably a guy that could pitch in New York personally uh, because that that noise that crowd doesn't bother him any he loves it right um and and guys like that are are uh, hard to find um you know they they thrive some guys don't like the crowd sometimes some guys just don't like the noise and and he's able to channel that noise so yeah i think they do miss a guy like that um and i i i knew we would even though i wasn't a huge fan just because you know, and that's something we haven't had a chance to talk about this year, too, because I'm sure we would have talked about Luke Jackson a lot this year. Probably. You know, because he's a guy that I've joked and I've laughed. You know, he goes out there and he gets the first two outs, and all of a sudden now he's got the bases loaded and he strikes the next guy out. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, hey, let me see what I can. I'm going to walk this guy. I'm going to walk this guy. I'm going to walk this guy. And probably Snit or, or Kranitz is going to come out and, and we're going to talk. And, and I'm going to tell him, hey, I just did that for you guys. You know, I just wanted to see if y'all were awake. Now I'm going to strike this guy out, you know. So yeah. that's kind of Luke Jackson, you know, that's, that's how he's built. So, um, you know, definitely miss a guy like that uh, with that arm problem. And, and it's a guy that hopefully will be able to be back 
um, you know, first of the year, but I, I don't expect him to be stronger until the middle of next year. So, um, you know, but that is a guy you miss. Definitely. Uh, no, sorry. No. Um, Kyle Wright, player of the game? Yeah, I got to. It's a beautiful game. Uh, you know, it's six strikeouts. He, um, you know, I had a chance to listen to some of it as well. Um, and, and he was, you know, pitching fantastic. Uh, and I, I, that's great because, again, you know, we're going to rely heavily. And, and, and even Sinker was talking about him after the game of what kind of transformation. I watched a little bit of the press conference afterwards and of what I could, at least what I was allowed to. Usually they cut me off uh, whenever the game's over, but they kept it on. And he was saying that getting that World Series start by, by Kyle Wright, you know, getting those games in the World Series and stuff may have been the, the push that Kyle Wright needed. Right. Um, to, to be able to see what he could and couldn't do. Uh, I actually saw this year, uh, the only game we went to this year, and it looks like maybe the only game we get to go to unless uh, they, they um, you know, get into the playoffs and we have a chance to go see a playoff game like we did last year. But I saw his first game this year, and he was fantastic. Uh, he, he, was, he was great. And that was just the start of, of a good year that he's had, what, 17 wins? Um, you know, he's right up there at the top uh, of the, the leaderboard. So, um, you know, right now what you ask is you ask him to, to keep it up uh, because we still got this stretch run. We've got another month left of the season. So we just need him to keep doing what he's doing. How awesome would it be if he could get the 20 wins? Yeah, it would be. You know, he's headed that away, John. I mean, we've got – you know, he's got it. Um, I'm trying to – I would roll around and say he's got probably at least four starts left. Right. Um, you know, he's had 17 wins, and, and you know how crucial every game uh, is going to be. Uh, so I don't think he'll be up in this um, in this uh, Cardinals, in this Marlin series, uh, but he'll be the guy pitching out west, which, again, which is not a bad thing because you're going to get that day off headed right. out west, so you're going to give him another day of rest. Uh, so he'll pitch in one of those games out west. I think we played the A's first maybe and then the, the Mariners and the Giants. So, you know, he's going to get one of those games uh, out there. So uh, it may get two of them. Uh, so he may have more than four starts left, but that's what I think minimum of four starts left. Um, so moving to Thursday night, and this is the game. Yeah. Yeah, who, who's that guy that pitched Thursday night? I mean, he's that's he's some, not some he's not with, that great guy. Yeah, guy with a stash. I don't know. Yeah, now, some granted, guy with a stash. Yep. Granted, I did not watch this game because I was paying attention to something else. <clears throat> uh, yeah, neither did I. <laughs> I was listening to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I didn't. You know, to be honest with you, I was paying attention a little bit of it. Uh, I didn't even realize Spencer Strider was pitching and still – I knew he was, but, I mean, uh, I didn't realize he was going until I got a, um, a a push notification that he struck out 14. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I saw he was still pitching. And I was like, okay, that's even more interesting. He went eight innings, okay, what? and he struck out 16 guys, okay. You got my, te- uh, you got my text and you're like, wow. Yes, I know. Uh, and that's the other thing. When I got your text, I think I got the I think I got the text first, and then I got the push notification about about how how many you had. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what a what a game! Um, and and he looked 
what I saw, and at least maybe maybe in that 14th strikeout, he looked just as strong in that 14th strikeout as he did, you know, in the in the first inning. Threw 106 pitches, I think, right. is what he threw. Yep. Uh, so you can see that uh, momentum. You can see that. Uh, and by the way, Jansen finished this game up and did and absolutely pitched the gym. No hits, no runs, no no walks, no strikeouts. Right. So, um, but you see how the day off. Uh, you know, helped. Um, but uh, well, actually, no day off. They put him right back out there. Um, so, um, but Strider, you know, 16 strikeouts, fantastic. I mean, you know, it's it's odd because him and Harris are right there for that rookie of the year. And and who are you going to go with? I mean, who are you voting for? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, if, if you know, it, it seems like, it seems like one is uh, trying to top the other one. You know, you got you, you got Harris. Okay, well, I'm gonna hit a couple of home runs tonight, and then Spencer Strider pitches the next night, and it's like uh, I'm gonna strike out 16. Ha ha, top that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's it's funny because Harris had a homer, I believe, uh, last night. So he did. You know, it's just it's it, it, what can one do for the other, and you know that's great because um, you know in, in a in a pitching step, who would have thought Spencer Strider, the guy that in the beginning of the year that was coming out just throwing an inning or two and you thought, okay, well this could be a future closer. And then they decide, okay, let's see if he can go three innings and then four innings and then he's five. You know, and I told you over the, over the, the, the year, over the whole year, I said, you know, what is he going to look like when he gets to 80 pitches? And mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's see what we look like when we're at 85 and now at 90 and now we're at a hundred pitches. Okay. And he's the guy that, uh, as much as he strikes out, he's the guy that likes to finish things off quickly, uh, you know. So, uh, but what a fantastic game! Uh, I mean, it's been great watching those two this year, um, and you know, it, it just means, you know, what does the future hold for next year for these for the both these guys? Really. And, and what's crazy is Harris last year was in Rome. He started off in Rome, which is high. Yeah. Striker started off in Augusta, which is low. Yeah. He, yeah. he went quickly through three levels last year and then yeah. exploded. Yeah, how many How many teams don't even have that? Teams don't even have one guy that will do that. Uh, we had two guys that did that. Yeah. You know, and then if you look at, if you look at Vaughn Grissom, uh, all of a sudden he's jumping he from what? This year. Yeah, I, he's, he's jumping it too, so. I, I, and again, that's the scouting department, you know, the talent that they, they have been able to find over the years. And like I said, teams don't even have at times one player that will do that. So, right. uh, yeah, but, but, you know, with, as far as Spencer Strider goes, a guy that's throwing a hundred plus miles an hour definitely gets a look nowadays. Because right. That is a thing. You know, you look at the Cardinal bullpen. I think, I think they've got 25 guys that throw a hundred, you know, they're back into the bullpen. Once that starter goes out, I think they can bring in three guys that can throw a hundred. Right. Uh, so you know you got Halsey, you got Hicks, and there's another another one too. So so that makes them deadly. But that also you know you're you're uh, salivating as a hitter because you know that fastball is coming. I'm going to hit it. But right. Then you as a pitcher, as a pitcher, much like Nolan Ryan was, you know, okay, I'm going to throw it up there at a hundred, hit it. You try yep. to hit it. You know yep. and. And, and he's just throwing it, and, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, everybody, you know, Nolan Ryan, as much as 
you know, he he was a big guy. Uh, any arm trouble for Nolan Ryan? I, I don't remember any arm trouble for Nolan Ryan. And he was a guy, that first guy you thought that was the fireballer. Uh, you know, uh, he could throw it uh, 100, and then he would uh, roll that curveball in there at 85, you know, and, and you'd be buckling your knees. So, right. um, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, Strider's just fantastic. That, that is just a fantastic game last night. And, again, um, you know, rookie of the year, you could have co-rookie of the years because they both have deserved it. Right. Um, you know, people are going to say, well, Strider only pitches every five days. Uh, yes. Uh, would you like to have Spencer Strider on your team? There'd be multiple teams uh, yeah. that would say yes to that. Okay. I think so. All, all other 29 clubs would want to have him. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and it's the same way with Harris. You know, would, would you want to have Harris on their team? Yes, we would. You know, some are going to say, well, Harris didn't get enough. He really didn't play the whole year. He didn't get enough at bats. Okay, well, would you like him on your team? Yes, we would. You know, so, uh, you know, Harris has been great defensively, been great at the plate. You know, a lot of different things that Harris has been great at. Um, so, I know this is kind of off topic, but it is football season. Do and... we get off the topic all the, any, anytime on this show? <laughs> yeah, we, a lot of times we do. Um, yeah. But Spencer Strider traded one orange team for another. He grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. You Sorry know, for big, him. Big orange. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then he yeah. goes to – he graduates – he go, plays his college baseball at Clemson, purple and orange. Yeah. But, but glad yeah. he got the orange out of the system, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely glad he got the orange out of his system for sure. Yeah. Hey, but you know uh, Tennessee t- – hey, Tennessee baseball had a great year this year. Um, and then they flop against Notre Dame. Then they flop. Yeah, exactly. You know, the SEC, you know, the, the state of Tennessee, uh, you know, Vanderbilt known for, you know, their their pitchers and, mm-hmm. and uh, right. everything. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, – uh, what are they doing in the state of Tennessee, to be honest with you? So, um, yeah, I'm glad he got the orange out of him, even though I grew up in orange because that's what my school colors were, orange and blue. So, right. Um, I got that out pretty quickly, though, too. So Yeah, you've you switched to black and gold. It's okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> um, so, I think it's unanimous. Spencer Strider is the player of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, eight innings, I think, uh, longest outing of the year. You know, we joke at longest outing. It's not really longest outing that really matters anymore. It's pitch count. Right. Okay. He was at 106 pitches. You know, if he goes nine innings for a complete game, it's not really – that's not what you're looking at, to be honest with you, if you're the manager. You're looking at the pitch count. Right. Uh, and the pitch count was 106, and he pitched eight innings. Right. If the pitch count had been 90 going into the ninth inning, he, he's going back out there. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They're going to give him, you know, the, that 16 pitches to deal – to get out of the ninth – to get the ninth inning. And, and all that does, it just saves the bullpen. And knowing that you're going to have uh, Sandy Alcantara you're going to have to deal with tonight, uh, it just saves the bullpen. Danton pitched, nobody else pitched. Everybody got the rest of the night off, and and um, you know those guys can be out in the bullpen growing a mustache or doing whatever for the rest of the night. You know, uh, uh, you know it's just a, a great game. Two hits, by the way, yeah. only two hits. No walks. Okay? No walks from anybody. And the Rockies, uh, Crone and Tolia, were the guys that had the hits, and that was it. So, so in other words, really no stress 
Nope. All night. No walks. He only gave up two hits, uh, and that's it. And the Braves got him uh, a run in the fourth and two runs in the fifth, and that's all he needed. And he was, you know, he was mid-stride in the fifth inning, basically. So, trivia question. 16 strikeouts is the Atlanta record now. Who had the record? Who had the record? Um, It was 15, by the way. It was 2000. Oh, oh yeah, 15. What uh, is it? Is there an error that I should try to like? Uh-huh. Uh, is 80s, 90s? You were watching the. You've been alive. Oh great! I've been alive. Um, okay, hold on. Let me think about it. Um, oh gosh. Um, you know, I could go back a long way. I could say Phil Negro, maybe. Uh, I could go Tom Glavin. You're getting. Um, I could go Greg Maddox. You're getting closer. Um, um, okay, I give up. Who? John Smoltz. John Smoltz. John Smoltz. Yes. Ah, John Smoltz. That was there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> John Smoltz. I'm not surprised there, the fireballer. But then again, nope. I wouldn't be surprised if Glavin or Maddox did it too. So, um, yeah, John Smoltz. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Not anymore, right? Nope. <laughs> and I, that's right. I, I got a feeling he could get more. Yeah, you know, he's the type of guy that could do it. Hey, he just struck out 16 batters in eight innings, okay? Um, what happened if he would have been at 90 pitches and he goes out? He's Ooh. going out for the ninth. You know he is. Ooh, yeah. I mean, he he could have had, uh, what, 20 is, what, 20 is the record, I believe. So, he would have got 19. Although, he could have got 20 because if you get a uh, strikeout and they drop the third strike and he gets the first base, you can get four strikeouts in an inning. Uh, but – uh, it, it's a little more impossible, but, uh, but still, uh, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's going out again if he, if he's, you know, at about 90 pitches, but 106 great outing, uh, you know, go ice your arm and, and enjoy the, uh, you know, the night off the night, the rest of the night's off. Now who holds the Braves organization record? Mm, I don't know. Tell me. Warren Spahn at eight. Warren Spahn. Yeah. Why am I not surprised at that? Yeah. Yeah. Great pitcher. Great pitcher. Awesome. So, the Marlins are coming to town. They are. Yep. Um, Like you said, Sandy Alcantara is going tonight. I'm I'm assuming it's Odorizzi? No, it's actually Morton going tonight. Okay. Uh, I believe Odorizzi would go. uh, And I've I've lost my sheet to tell me who it is. Odorizzi, I think, going – uh, at least if I'm uh, remembering this correctly, because Odorizzi pitched Sunday. Okay. Uh, so Odorizzi would go um, Saturday, and then we're going to roll back around, I think, to Max Freed on Sunday, if, right. I, if I read that correctly. so I believe you're correct. I got so that the- means day, day off on Tuesday, a day off on Monday, and then Tuesday you'd roll with Kyle Wright. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yep. So I'm expecting a big series with the uh, Marlins. Hopefully, yeah, you know, at this matchup, hey, this matchup tonight, but this matchup Friday night, really, Alcantara is a fantastic pitcher. I, you know, again, I can't believe he's still a Marlin. Uh, yeah. I can't believe that's not a guy that they would uh, try to get rid of uh, just because of his value. Uh, he would, he would have been a great trade uh, guy. You probably could have got a very good haul. Sandy Alcantara uh, right. just because he's a fantastic pitcher um, 
would I love to see him in that Braves rotation? Sure, you would. Uh, I wouldn't have wanted to give up a whole lot, but uh, there are a lot of teams that would love to have him in that rotation. And, uh, you know, that's a guy that worries me tonight. Uh, but hopefully Charlie Morton can kind of get it turned back around again. He didn't have such a great game the last game he pitched. So hopefully he can straighten that out and be the Charlie Morton like he is. And, and maybe these starting pitchers can continue this trend of six to seven innings to give the bullpen a little bit of a break going down the stretch. Definitely. Hope so. Yeah. Awesome. Um, That's about all I had for the podcast. Uh, You got anything else? No, you know, just uh, hats off to Strider for last night's game, man. I mean, 16 strikeouts again. And, um, you know, look, every series is important. Um, You know, the Marlins this weekend, then they go out on the West Coast, which we're never going to get any sleep. Um, You know, it's the A's and then the Mariners. uh, And and then we're going to play the Giants. uh, And then – you know, back home to get right back into the thick of the uh, of the pennant race again with the Phillies. We still got six games with the Phillies uh, coming up. Actually, we've got seven games with the Phillies. Sorry. Um, so, and then you know, we still got that final three games with the Mets right there at the end of the year. So, uh, you know, this is not the last time we see the Marlins either. We'll we'll get them uh, on the road the last series of the year. So, uh, you know, big stuff and. Hopefully uh, we can hang on and, and, and just inch closer to the Mets and see if we can put some pressure on. Definitely. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you for listening to the show today. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening to us, Rainbow, like always. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on our show. That's the truth. Right. Uh, you can follow us on social media, at on Twitter, at the uh, Ethos Braves. I'm at S3 Motley Crew. Uh, I know that's awkward, but, you know, change it. Change it up, things. Yes. Uh, why not? Facebook is John Robert McKay. And, Jeremy, you are? Just plain old Jeremy Bell. Yeah. Um, you can also follow the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever other platforms that you may know that I don't know about. Know <laughs> as always. And, yeah. as always, thanks for listening. Go Braves. Go Braves.